Hi there, this is Rocky, and it's been my pleasure to host a Server's Journey podcast over the past three years. Recently, Larry and I have taken a short hiatus to reimagine what the future holds for this podcast. So we ask that you join us in the fall as we start a new season with fresh content. In the meantime, we reviewed some of the past episodes, and we found a few that we think you might be needing to hear. As always, we thank you for listening so regularly, and we need you now more than ever. So we ask that you please reach out on our social media, let us know the things you want us to talk about, and as always, like us, subscribe, leave us reviews, and share with your friends. So Larry, crank up this episode and let us know how it affected your journey of serving. All right, so we uh, are, we want to welcome Blaine and Honey Parker onto the show today. Thank you, Rocky. Thrilled mm-hmm. to be here. And I, I love those names. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay I, I'm sorry about that. The studio audience is too yeah. much. Oh. At some point, we have to hear the story behind Honey, because I, I have a unique name. I've always loved having a unique name, um, but I'm sure you've got a story behind Honey. Well, it wasn't it wasn't my fault. Um, <laughs> yeah, my parents wanted to use an H because they were naming me after my uncle Henry, who had just passed, oh, who was my dad's yeah. favorite uncle. Nothing against any of the other uncles, uh, but um, so the day I was, they had picked Helene because my sister's name is Ellen, so they didn't want Helen and rhyming children, so they picked Helene. And the day I was born, my mother's best friend came to the hospital and said helene oh that's my sister-in-law's name i she said something nasty she's like i I don't care for that person (laughs) so i'm just going to call your child honey and they handed me to my mother and apparently there was a song i i'm in love with you honey and she sang it and it it was still an h and i was honey and that That was it yeah i love that yeah so it's a it's a hard name to forget which is great so um, we're taking a little bit of a departure, and I'm sure Larry's going to jump in here too soon, but uh, we deal a lot with service to others and being a leader who serves. Um, and I, I met these two at a conference here in Orlando uh, all about podcasting and was completely just fell in love with what they do. So I wanted to ask them a few questions about kind of how they got onto this road. They host a podcast called Co. Couple Co, working with your spouse for fun and profit, which it sounds, it's an awesome title, awesome show, but there's more to it because they're actually traveling around the country and interviewing couples that are working together well and killing it. Yes, we we say we're we're interviewing couples who are crushing it in business without crushing each other. Yes, which is a big, (laughs) big... Success. I've, I've joked that we are going all Charles Corralt on them because we're living in an RV and driving from coast. We have literally driven from coast to coast. We've been in Maine, in California, in Florida. Yeah, from um, Napa to New Hampshire. Napa to New Hampshire. Oh, I like that. Let's start using that as a tagline. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you guys are just full of tags. We are. That's all we do. We are tagline city. Well, we have a marketing agency, so it's hard to stop marketing. That, that, yes. So, so what I'm curious about is... Okay, Tell us a little bit about your history and how you got to this point where you said, okay, let's drive around interviewing great couples. Well, let's see. If we have to go all the way back to the beginning, we met in <laughs> Los Angeles. Each of us separately had been writing screenplays and writing for TV, or at least attempting to. Right. Um, and, uh, we, and we each had careers in advertising. Yes. 
and that's the my big background is advertising. One day, I got a phone call from a friend who is an Oscar-winning screenwriter, who said, "I have a great idea for an action-adventure comedy screenplay, and I am not funny. Would you write it?" <laughs> and I said, "Can I work with Honey?" And she said, "Sure." So, yeah, he said that without asking me. Yeah, well, th- then I asked you, and you said... Uh, I said, sure. <laughs> With a caveat? <laughs> I said, well, I was going to say, I said, sure. It seemed it seemed a grand idea until we started doing it, because yeah. that was the beginning of us working together. That was about 20 years ago. Oh. And uh, it, to my mind, it almost broke us. Okay. Uh, because... When we started arguing, and at this point we were dating, we weren't married yet. Yeah, I was going to say you weren't married at this point. No, we were not. So that was a really dangerous thing yeah. to do because it was easier to walk away. Yes. Uh, but I was definitely <laughs> like a baby with the bathwater kind of person. So I would think, oh, well, you know, we disagreed. You know, we had an argument. So clearly the mar- the, yeah. the relationship well, this was is over. one of the problems with that Mars-Venus thing. You know, it's yeah, like right. we, we have an argument. And for me, it's about the script. And for her, it's about the entire relationship. Yes. For, for me, it was about yeah, our no. entire relationship life together so we had to figure out how we best work together and how we best work together was for the most part not working together right we you know we had the same goal uh, which was to get the screenplay out but we figured out that I was best at getting it all on the page first you know so I would write the first pass then I would hand it to him we'd hand it back and forth until we were ready for kind of final polish and we also figured out like which part of the writing um, we would defer to the other person. So I'm much more of a dialogue person, and Blaine is much more of uh, if. What, Call, go ahead. Call me a technician. <laughs> no, I was going to say stage notes. Blaine's Blaine's a, a writer who loves reading, and right. one of the things that we heard about our screenplays so much was that they were just great to read. And that was because of him. Right. Because well, when you're trying to sell spec scripts in Hollywood, one of the things you have to do, when you're trying to do anything in Hollywood, one of the things you have to do is give people a reason not to say no. Right. And since I come from a radio advertising background where I was writing 30 and 60 second scripts, one of the best things I ever could have done for my screenwriting because each page in that screenplay is an advertisement for the next page. Right. To keep going. Yes. Yep. So... And after reading screenplays by, you know, these crazy good screenwriters like uh, Shane Black, you read one of his scripts, and from the first sentence, you yeah. are reading this thing going, oh my gosh, yeah, what's this next? is crazy. Yeah. And so, you know, as much as I like to think I am also a dialogue screenwriter, uh, Honey is actually funnier than I am. I admit that. You're cute. Most though, of so. the time. <laughs> <laughs> And But it was great to have somebody to lean on, somebody who would take this idea, this outline that we had, and just write nonstop for a day and a half. Or what's the sh- Usually, it took me about five days to get a screenplay out. You, she, wow. she could crank out a rough draft in five days. So yeah. how, how long is a screenplay normally? Like how 110 many page? pages. Okay, you know, it's funny. I just heard yesterday 100, and, 100 to 120. Yes. Yep. Oh, and good, I, I got I, it right. Yeah. <laughs> Things do change. I mean, we could actually be wrong on that right now because periodically, Hollywood is constantly evolving. Right. And there was a while where it was like, oh, no, 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 you don't want a screenplay longer than 90 pages. If it's a spec script, forget it. 
and that you know the, the conventional wisdom backed off from that and it went up again but yeah it changes yeah. okay so flash forward yes please that's where i was going i yep. was gonna say yeah so flash forward we we sold i don't know four four or five screenplays uh but we decided that it was time to get out of Los Angeles, Hollywood, we moved to Park City, Utah. We moved to a mountaintop outside Park City, Utah on a whim. And wow. the moment Beautiful the country. market crashed, yeah. we opened an, our own ad agency. I, yes, I, I, was, now. I was telecommuting to Los Angeles, uh, still working for a radio network, and I got downsized. And Honey said, you know, maybe it's time we open that ad agency. And I said, you know, for years I've been suggesting this, and every time I suggest it, you say, well, the problem with an ad agency is you need clients. Right. And we yeah. go... Oh, right, clients. They're, they're a problem. <laughs> and we solved that. Uh, within the first year, we came up with our rule that just served us so well, which was we will only work with people that we'd look forward to having dinner with. Wow. And yeah. as soon as we hit everything. that, Ooh. that changed everything because then because problems happen in any business and there's always fires to put out. And if it's somebody who's you know, just always a problem, it you're not excited to do it but if it's somebody that you look to as a friend that you're you know you want them to be successful you're, you're like okay how can i solve this for them and you right. you know you get excited yeah. to dig in so so we had that and we I, I, started I say it's servant leadership probably yeah. Yeah. yeah we started speaking from stage uh we started talking about branding to small business groups all around the world uh, we've spoken all the way, you know, in Singapore and Malaysia. Wow. And In front of 5,000 people. That's interesting. And yeah. so we started meeting a lot of couples in business. Couples would come up to us because we'd speak together on the stage and say, wow, you guys really made a lot of sense to us because we are a husband and wife in business or, you know, that. And we, we've had clients that were couple-owned businesses. And yeah. that was like, this is happening out right there yeah and i you know i kept looking at this going there's something we can do with this and i kept thinking there's a podcast there's a way to serve this market and did was it born the day we hit on the name really in earnest uh i think so we were in nicaragua yeah and we had a client a client who we used to look forward to having dinner with tried to throw us under the bus on something from California, and we had we had kind of been talking about this, and and I said to I said to Blaine, can we just close the ad agency and do Couple Co? And he said, yeah. And we were literally ready to do it. We were going to shut it all down, and then we got a call from another client who had a fabulous project <laughs> about Alzheimer's, and we we're thinking, oh, how do you yeah, say no to the nice lady yeah. with the Alzheimer's supporting project? primary yes. caregivers yeah. with yeah. Alzheimer's? So you have to you kind of have to say yes to that. Yeah. So we didn't yeah. close the agency. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, it grew. Uh, <laughs> we're still trying to shed clients. We love talking to people. We love hearing their stories. We love traveling, and it just all Work came together. together and yeah. Yeah. That's you, why there's an RV you, parked outside right now. Do you yeah. want me to edit out that, that you're trying to shed clients? No. no. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. okay. Well, you can if you want, but yeah. you know, <laughs> if you don't like this, I, I think I sniffed when I said something. <laughs> we are bigger than we've ever been. So. Right. I was just and, noticing, we've got the RV parked outside, and I'm looking over here in the CD rack, and there's a copy of Fibber McGee and Molly. If you open the door on that RV... It's just like his closet. Yeah. It's all going to fall out <laughs> yeah. of the street. Yeah. Well, the wife doesn't want to say no, that. No, it's my stuff. Okay. So um, I think what attracts me, uh, my wife and I, we worked together when we were newlyweds opening our first Chick-fil-A restaurant. Um, first three months, she probably quit 12 times, and I probably <laughs> fired her 12 times. You yes. know, it was one of those we just couldn't figure out how to do it. And then um, we kind of 
you know, spent a lot of time really soul searching to figure out what are my strengths, what are her strengths. And we kind of figured out this, this partnership that yes. worked and it was beautiful after that. We, you know, I always saw her as no matter what I was going through, there was this supporter right there that I knew was as invested in the business as I was and cared and who had my back, you know, all the wonderful things about. It's um, kind of magic, right? Yeah, it was. Now, she stopped for a while while we had uh, kids uh, to do the stereotypical role of raising the kids, which sure. she's a thousand well, done times an better. Done job yeah. at, yes. But now she's coming back into our business. In fact, she's uh, starting again in June. And so I, I think this is good. I think you can give me some <laughs> wise counsel in case I forgot. Fingers crossed. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, in we, case I forgot. We'll do our best. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think that we've found from the couples that we've interviewed who are, who are doing it well, who are making it work, um, you just, if you can work with your spouse, it's, you're going to be better at your marriage yeah. too. Everything that, that you need to work with your spouse makes you better at marriage. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, just by the way, there is this great podcast called Couple Co, Working with Your Spouse for Fun and Profit. <laughs> I, I, I think yes. you'd be perfect for it. Yes, I'm going to start. Oh. Yeah, you know, I'm going to listen and listen and listen. But No, you, no, we're, I think you need yeah, to interview. Perhaps we need to interview yeah. you. Well, you may, want to, you may want to wait a couple months just to make sure we're okay. still good. But, I, yeah. yeah, I think. Uh, we'll see you back in Florida in June. We, yeah, we cross the country. <laughs> yes. We keep crossing the country, so. Yeah, but we'll be back. I think you know. I think you're right because while my wife has been away, I mean, she's never away from the business. But while she's not been as active, I think she's missed. You know, when I'm telling stories about hey, this person or hey, this person did this, it she's missed not having the context mm-hmm. of being there day in and day out. And so I think she's looking forward to getting back into that. And I know I'm looking forward to having. Do you find that she's still your business partner even though she's not working in the business? Yeah, so she knows, as you said, I, th- I think you get to know each other very well. And so she knows my pitfalls and can kind of steer me around it. Or mm-hmm. if I'm stubborn enough to want to go through it, she'll kind of guide me through it, knowing you know what I need to hear and what I need to, uh, uh, you know, or she can help me avoid certain things too, for sure. Yeah. Mm. So what has been your favorite, uh, and I don't know if I can put you on the spot, which your go favorite. Go right ahead. What's been some of your favorite uh, couples that you've interviewed and why? Let's see if you get this right. Go okay. <laughs> I, there is one that stands out. I mean, there are many I favorites. I bet I know what you're Many favorites, say. but there's one that stands out for several reasons. Um, it's a couple in um, Tampa, Florida. You got it right. And their business is tough. Train up first. Uh, it's um, Andrea and uh, Dominic. Andrea and Dom. And... They have started what is basically a program that is a nonprofit that helps kids understand how to excel not only in school but in life. And it was born by accident. It's a nonprofit, it's a 501c3. And it started when they had a kid who was on the football team. And this was a serious football team, this was a travel team. I mean, they were, right. they were going out and playing out of state and big deal. And he was bringing home friends of his who were on the football team, his teammates. And the kids would go off and do their homework, and mom would say to the kids, well, you know, our kids are doing the homework. You can do your homework. And they'd say, oh, well, we don't do that. Yeah, we don't do homework. And she said, really, why? Oh, well, you know, we're going to get football scholarships. And oh, then geez. 
get into the NFL, so we don't need to do homework. She said, I'm pretty sure that's not right. Yeah. And she uh, went and spoke to the coach, and sure enough, these kids were not going to be eligible for college. They had about eight weeks to turn it around. She took it upon herself to English She was an them. English major herself. Hired, and her mom was an English teacher. Yep. So. She hired a math tutor. They took these kids into the house, and they also worked with them on life skills, like here's how you sit up straight, here's how you look somebody in the eye, here's how you make it not just about you. Right. You know, you, you're respectful in a meeting. Uh, they All these kids got into college. Hmm. They turned it around. The coach said to her, hey, Andrea, that was fantastic. Next year, why don't you do it for the whole team? And they started doing it. And at one point, Dominic said, you know, either you're going to have to double your business or we have to start a nonprofit because this is breaking <laughs> she, up. She was an interior right. designer and he's a tennis pro. Right. And by, the right. t- by when we had interviewed them, uh, they had helped about 20,000 kids Jeez. get to college. It, they finally went digital and got it on an app. They've so. got uh, pro football stars, pro sports stars talking to these kids, uh, little 15-minute segments, and uh, it's they're just doing a bang-up job. So this sounds like a movie. Have you guys started writing this? We screenplay? sat we in the interview going, oh, this is a movie. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> we've, yeah. we've talked about who we would take it to. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So if we write another screenplay, it's, it's probably going to be this one. That's the next on the list. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I am uh, so excited to start listening to your uh, show. I, I've listened to a few episodes, but I'm going to really dig in. Thank because, you for listening. A lot oh, of people wouldn't. No, <laughs> no. They just I, want us around because we sound good. <laughs> hey, and <laughs> the, your voice rivals Larry. Larry's got a great radio voice. I don't know about that. Voice, Larry is, I, I tell think you. Larry's a real radio dog. I just I, do voiceover. I've always can, told Blaine he's got the voice of a much taller man. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell he's been in radio for yeah. sure. But, oh, yeah. you know, I've... I've been radio advertising. You may have heard me sell you things on oh, TV. Geez. And I've said things like, uh, you know, um, Law & Order on NBC4 is brought to you by Uniball Pens. Why wouldn't you use a Uniball? <laughs> <laughs> this is great. And as somebody who hates his voice, hmm. I'm always amazed. Oh, you people. have a great voice. Oh, I You've have got a, a voice with character. Very man. ethnic, very Italian. Which is you know, great. Grew up among immigrants and love it, but dif- did not do... Uh, any any service to me, I'm definitely not going to be doing. Radio. Okay, they don't hire guys who sound like me anymore. They hire guys who sound like you. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's, I keep saying. Yeah, it's a, I got the voice, and now I can't use it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah we, we should start a club for guys who sound like us. Larry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what's another story? I want to hear more of this. I feel like Charles Caralt's in my room. Finally. <laughs> you know, I want to know so, what it's like, Charles. Well, Charles and Charlene. So real quick, I'll though. I'll tell you another. Go ahead, sorry. How long have you been traveling now and doing this? Um, we started April 9th of 2018. The show went live. Valent- the show. The show went live on Valentine's Day, 2018. Right, yeah. and then you started traveling yes. after that. Well, we, we were st- traveling before that because we got. Um, we wanted to get a, a fair amount of interviews in the can before we went live. Yeah. Yeah. So we had been Pod- doing podcasting 101. I I heard. Oh yeah. <laughs> have have three episodes before you yeah. launch. Yes. Um, so we had been uh, traveling back and forth. We were still had our house in Utah, and we were hitting the road occasionally. And we had launched, and then we accidentally sold the house, which wasn't on the market. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, okay, they want to buy it here. Yes, take Yay, it, Park City. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we hit the road. We were on the road full time until November, and we ended up uh, going back to Park City. And oh, hey, look, we're buying a condo. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> and so you do have a place that you can rest the RV when you need to. We do. You yeah. know, the HOA lets us park RVs. 
That's good. Go figure. That's good. <laughs> I, yeah. But so, we, yeah, we normally keep it at a place in St. George. But so you're coming up on a year now. This is your year anniversary. Yes, we've, we've passed. We've passed a year. We've passed yeah. a year. It was Valentine's oh, right, yeah. Day, yeah. 2019. Yeah. But a year of the travel. And, uh, yes, and a year oh, yeah. of traveling. Yeah. So how many shows have you had a chance to do? I think we're on 59 right wow. now. Wow. So you guys are very busy then. We are. Yeah. Yeah. We have mainly. And we still have an ad agency. <laughs> yeah. We. we yeah. It's a small side gig, I'm yeah. sure. You know. <laughs> yeah. It's getting smaller, fortunately, but uh, you know we still have to. We live to serve, so. Yeah. We do it. Um, did you have any more questions, Larry, about the... Well, that's it. You, to me, you're bringing up people serving together, and that's... Yeah. Rocky always says, the show's about... So you're always leading somebody, you know? And hearing this from couples sounds like a good experience, and I just wondered if we had another story we could be sharing. I would... Which one? I was going to talk about uh, Pfeiffer Pavitt. Oh, man, what a couple. Um... There's, there's something. There's something I really love about this couple. It's uh, Shane and Suzanne Pavitt uh, in Napa. Well, it's uh, Shane Pavitt and Suzanne Pfeiffer Pavitt. Exactly. Yes. She's uh, a hyphenate. Yeah. <laughs> you say that like there's something wrong with it. No, it, it's just, you know. <laughs> you you want to get it right. Yes. Yep. Yes. Uh, and this is Napa, California? Napa, California. They have a winery, Pfeiffer Pavitt Wines. She, oh, came, wow. she came from high tech. He came from international finance, I believe. He was a trader, and for some reason, she absolutely had to have a winery in Napa. Yeah, and he was like, "Okay." They have the the wine that they do. There is called Date Night, which we love. But one of the things that I love about them is uh, he's he's had quite a career on his own. He is a okay with her being the face of the business letting her stand in the front he's happy to shine a light on her does not need it on himself he does everything he needs to do financially and if there's a bucket laying around and needs to be moved someplace else he, he picks it, it up and moves yeah, it but awesome. he doesn't have to be me 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 and and we've seen that with a lot of the couples that we've talked to uh the the men are very often a-okay fine with a woman that's happy to take the lead, and that's it's gone both ways, but that's yeah. certainly. Well, you know, we had uh, back when we were still living in Utah, we had uh, dinner with the first two couples we had interviewed, which is Jim and Robin Whitney of Whitney Advertising, and um, it was uh, McMillan Photography. Trish um, and Jared. McMillan. Trish and Jared McMillan. I'm blanking on names here. Yeah, it's early. I may not have had enough coffee. Yeah. Um, and we had them over for dinner, and we've got the six of us around the table, and the conversation is being led by the women. The guys are pretty much just sitting there smiling and nodding, and Honey says... I don't remember what I you said. You don't remember what you said? <laughs> yeah. And Honey said... You said, there's a commonality here. We've got women who have no... Or men... We have men who have no problem being married to strong women. Yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah. Well, and I think it takes, honestly, a, my, my wife... Uh, it's one of the strongest women I know. And, and I often say she probably has to be in order to, you know, survive with me. I th we both have uh, strong personalities. But I always feel like it takes a very strong person to be in that kind of relationship because you have to know um, it's okay. Your ego doesn't always have to be stroked. Or it's okay yeah. for, you know, it to be a partnership. And it's okay for your wife to be getting all the accolades. And I think it, at various times in our marriage, 
it's been both. There's been times where she's just, I mean, killed it and gotten all the glory, and I've been super, super excited for her and vice versa. I think yeah. that there's been yeah. times where she's been very proud of something that we've, you know, I've done too. So, you know, I just well. thought of another story that you might like, Larry. It's the first, it's the maiden voyage of Couple Co. We bought the RV when we were living in Utah. Uh, we were working with an RV dealer in Utah, and they have a branch in Florida that had the rig that we were going to buy. So we paid for it, and we flew to, I think it was Jacksonville, wasn't it? Was it was Jacksonville. We flew to Jacksonville, and we got the RV and drove away from the dealership uh, about 8 o'clock at night, and we drove four hours, fueled up, parked in a rest area, and went to sleep, woke up the next morning surrounded by a puddle of diesel fuel. Oh, no. Yeah. The Ooh, brand new RV, RV, literally brand new. This is we are the first people who have owned it, Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. and there is this huge puddle of, of diesel fuel around it. So this was the the first uh, first Test. challenge as as couple co that we had to had to meet. And was honey, this your diesel fuel? This was yes, our was. diesel fuel. Yes. Ooh. Yeah, I, I took a video of the diesel leaking out of the tank Jeez. and texted it to the sales manager at the dealership and he texts back that's not good the fire <laughs> company had to show up yes make sure we it's diesel going. fuel which isn't really yeah, it, yeah it's flammable it's, right yeah it's yeah, yeah on the side can, of the road in georgia for like eight but hours. you're still standing in a puddle of fuel and <laughs> yeah. you know this trucker walks up with a cigarette hanging out of his yeah. mouth and goes hey i got some antifreeze in I mean, the truck if that can help you it's like <laughs> You are in Georgia, so there has to be a cigarette. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, I went to college in Georgia, so I can tell oh, you. Did you? <laughs> yes. I was envisioning fireballs. I yeah. Thought, yeah. Oh, gosh. Wow, what a great couple Blaine and Honey um, were. And we want to thank them again for coming on the show. And they have so much to share um, about their story and kind of what they do that we're going to continue this with uh, another podcast next week. Oh, great idea. So you got you got to click click in again next week right. right here yeah you're having trouble saying that aren't you i know <laughs> i want to say i want you to tune in and they don't tune you, that's right you click so hey thanks for joining us here on a server's journey so rocky until next time when we hear more from blaine and honey i'm your ever faithful companion larry the k yes you're my sherlock holmes to my watson larry yes you know where to find me Anyways, we're all on this journey, and every uh, week we come here and we kind of share stuff with you because we really believe that it's all about how you serve when you're in that role. And that's why every week we keep sharing. I'm Rocky DeStefano. I want to thank you for joining us as together we learn to be better leaders. 